Welcome to the New Day Church Message of the Week. It is our hope and prayer that you encounter the one who created you through hearing this message today. To contact us or find out more information about our events and who we are, go to newday-church.org. Thank you for listening. You are so smart. You really have a wisdom. You champion wisdom well. And I unfortunately... Like I know you and I, had sh- you shared a little bit of your heart. There were people in your lives that had, there's authorities in your lives that said that, that you didn't do that, that that wasn't who you are. And I'm really sorry that that happened. But boy, could you imagine what, what would it look like, Michael, in five years, if he was able to move in that fullness of, I carry wisdom. And the wisdom that I carry is not just a benefit for me or my wife or my family, but it's a benefit for all the people that you put in my lives. Think on that. Maybe take that personally to yourself. What are you in five years? What does that look like? To know who you are, your identity in Christ, who Christ is in you? And then to think about that, it actually gets me kind of excited. I get excited. Maybe there's some of you in this room who are like, I don't like that. Well, good, because this message is for you. Maybe there's some of you in this room, you're like, well, I don't know about that for my neighbor that's sitting next to me. Well, good, that message is for them too. You in five years. I love this verse, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no revelation, people cast off. Say cast off. Cast off. People cast off restraint. But blessed, say blessed. Blessed. Ooh, I like that. Say it with like a lot of enthusiasm. Say Blessed. Come on, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction, who heeds the revelation of heaven here on earth. That person is blessed. Now, if you were to do a deeper dive into where there is no revelation, revelation's actually speaking into prophetic vision. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people will cast off restraint. They'll just, they'll get so lost in the things of this world that they won't do what they were meant to do. There's something about having prophetic vision, having a goal, having that, that thing, that, that place. And for me, right now in this journey, as I've been uh, learning how to love me better, a little bit of that is uh, a picture that I have from when I was back in my younger, athletic, more, more uh, healthy days, if you will. Uh, shirts fit a whole lot better then. Uh, and not necessarily like that's what I have to do, but it gives me a glimpse of what could be. It gives me something, a prophetic vision of what could be. So you in five years, what does that look like to have a glimpse of what you could be in five years? Today's passage of scripture, we're in Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine, if you have your Bibles, if you wanna turn there. Here we hear, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Oof. Say destruction. Man, I don't want anybody to reap destruction. I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. I don't want any Packer fan 
to reap destruction. I don't want anyone to reap destruction, but that's when we sow to please our flesh, from the flesh we'll reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. How many of you are so thankful for the life that we find in Jesus Christ? Amen. It's John 14, 6. Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the, the life. Life. We have life in him. We know that when we get caught up in, in our, our broken flesh, when we champion sin in our lives, there's death, there's destruction, there's loss, there's heartache, there's brokenness. But where it is, when we have that place where we're, we're choosing to walk by the Spirit, where we're choosing to walk, there's life. And don't you just feel it? Like when it just, life comes in your spirit. All of a sudden, you feel like you just want to sing, I'm walking on sunshine, and you want to skip down the walking path. And there's so much joy, it feels like you're just floating away. There's so much life that's found in him. Even when we're going through heartache and loss, even when we face uh, the loss of a loved one or even when we have a friend that's going through loss, there's life. Life, verse nine, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Right. Now I just wanna speak into that really quick. I know some of you were like me, you grew up in a kind of a religious church where it was really about you gotta do good works to, to get salvation, or you got to do good works to prove that you're a Christian. Uh, you got to do good works. And the motivation for the follower of Christ, so there's nothing that any of us could ever do to be able to justify being able to go to heaven. Uh, none of us could do it. None of us have the ability to do something so grandiose. God the Father wouldn't be a good father if he sent his son to do something on the cross, to give his life on the cross, if he didn't have to do it. That would actually make God a really bad father. He's a good father. So it's all through Jesus. We, we don't do good works to earn our salvation. We don't even do good works to keep our salvation. We do good works so I do good works because when I spend time with Jesus, he changes my heart. He changes the way I think. I do good works because I actually start becoming more like him. His ways are higher than the ways of this world. His thoughts are higher than the thoughts of this world. But as we meet with him, we become more like him. Yeah. So his ways become our ways. Yeah. His thoughts become our thoughts. Amen. It's, just, it's an exciting exchange. There's something powerful about how God moves in this. You reap what you sow. How many of you could, you understand that? Especially in this agricultural area, we see you plant corn, you're going to reap corn, right? You, you plant soybeans, you're going to reap soybeans. Probably some weeds, but, I'll, but mostly soybeans, right? What are the things that you're sowing today that you're going to reap tomorrow? Like there's, when we sow love, we reap love. When we sow hate, we're going to reap hate. Do you like the direction your habits are taking you? It's a very, it's a thought-filled question. I'd, I'd really like you to keep that on the forefront of your mind as we share this time together. Two weeks ago, we talked about how we're sick of being stuck. I mean, you can relate. Sick of being stuck. Sick of being, yeah. And we spoke on how real change 
isn't behavior modification. It's having as this spiritual transformation. It's meeting with the Lord. That God in his grace, he meets us where we are and he helps us to step into who we can become. Now last week we talked about holy habits. Now hope will get you started. Praise God. How many of you know the hope of Jesus? Come on. There's something about that hope. Hope will get you started. But hope in itself can't finish what needs to be done. You need to partner with him learning holy habits. Holy habits will keep you going. Today we're going to be talking about the law of sowing and reaping. Number one, you reap what you sow. Number two, you reap more than you sow. And number three, you reap after you sow. The first thing, you reap what you sow. Hosea 10.13. It says, you have planted wickedness and you have reaped evil. Speaking about what was going on in the nation of Israel at that time. So they planted wickedness. They reaped evil. Something to be thinking about. You will reap what you sow. What is it that you're reaping today? That was what you had sown yesterday. What is it that you're looking to sow today that you want to reap tomorrow? If you do not like what you're reaping, then it's time to change what you're sowing. What a fun thought that is. If you don't like what you're reaping today, let's change what we're sowing. Maybe there's some of you, I'm, I'm tired of corn. I would really love some soybeans. I'm tired of uh, just barely surviving in my marriage. I want to thrive in my marriage. Amen. I'm tired of, uh, of giving in to addiction when I know that I'm meant to be more than a conqueror through Christ. Amen. I'm tired of... Uh, Responding when I put in a situation where I feel pressured. I'm tired of responding the ways that I never want to respond. And I act like I never should act. That five minutes later, I feel so broken. I'm tired of, in those areas of weakness, letting my flesh win. I, I want... I want to walk in the spirit in all things and not just the areas that are easy. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. Number two, you reap more than you sow. I love in Mark 4.20, Jesus in the, the parable of the sower, you remember how he talked about the sower that's, I just picture Johnny Appleseed. Right? Oh, the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. The sun and the rain and the apple seed, the Lord is good to. Whenever Jesus talks about the parable of the sower, that's what I'm like, I'm just picturing like seeds going everywhere. And it, you know, he talks about a whole bunch of different types of soil, right? The good soil, the rocky soil, the, the soil where there's choked out by the thorns. It's just speaking of all these different types of soil. And I love how Jesus, he had said, let's read this together, Mark 4.20. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a crop 30, 60, and even 100 times as much had been planted. How many of you want the 30, the 60, the 100? How many of you want more than you sowed? Jesus actually promised it. He said that it's possible that you can experience uh, 
the overabundant blessing of heaven on earth. That what you, you sowed one seed and you get to reap a 30-time benefit of that seed. You sow one seed and you get to reap a 60-time benefit from that seed. You sow one seed, you get to reap a 100-time benefit for that. Would you picture what this region would look like if all of the followers of God were to be able to experience more than what we sowed? Doesn't that get you excited? To think that that's available, that we get to reap more than what we sowed. We get to reap more than what we sowed. I, that Darren Hardy, in his compound effect, he has this equation. He had said, small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equals radical difference. Say, radical difference. Radical. Uh, it's time for radical difference in my life. There's something about that. Small, smart choices plus consistency. Plus time equals radical difference. There's something about this where we get to reap more than what we sow. Jesus, speak to us. Speak to us right now. Jesus, speak to us. Do we like the direction our habits are taking us? Is there things that we need? Is there a small, smart choice, Jesus, that we need to make today to partner that with consistency and time? To reap a harvest of radical difference. Number three, you reap after you sow. Say what? You reap after you sow. Our lives are the sum total of the small decisions that we make. So the small decisions that we make today, that's the sum total of what's going to be you in five years. Do you like the the small choices that you're making today? I know there's times where we're like, oh, I got this big problem. Let's just take it, let's just do one small thing. And let's consistently do it. Let's let God meet with you in that moment to allow the Holy Spirit to lead it, knowing that our lives are the sum total of all the small decisions we make. Or how about this? How do we judge success? How many of you are like, oh, is that successful? (laughs) We have this matrix of this is successful, that's not successful. We do not judge success of the day by the harvest that we reap, but by the seeds that we sow. So at the end of today, it's not necessarily, we don't look at this, was this a successful day because of what we've reaped? No, it's like, was this a successful day because of what I sowed? How did I sow today? Was I generous in sowing? When so-and-so came up to me, what did I sow into that relationship? When God had this holy moment set apart, what did I sow into that moment? When I, when I was given over to a brokenness or just anger, how did I treat myself? What did I sow towards myself? <clears throat> Success will come as we continue to sow good seeds. There's nothing worse than a farmer with bad seeds, right? But when we sow good seeds, we will reap. But maybe it's a time for us to kind of look a little differently. It's not necessarily what we reaped today, it's what did we sow today. Galatians 6, 9, that was the last verse that we read. Let's read this together. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time... We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. 
Come on, at the proper time, we're going to reap a harvest. This is a promise from the Lord. At the proper time, we will reap a harvest. The Lord is saying he's going to join. He's going to join with you. And then that's the 30, 60, 100. Come on. Woo! Boy, that's exciting. The idea of heaven on earth, the 30, 60, 100. 30, 60, 100. So you reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And you reap after you sow. Can we do the next slide? Let's say this together. Reap what you sow. Reap more than you sow. Reap after you sow. God has given you permission and authority to be well. He truly has. What are you going to do with that? So that revelation that hit me two weeks ago, that's been like messing with me. Haley, it's been messing with me every day. I, I, like throughout the day, I'm reminded of this one line. I actually am at the spot where I'm writing it down because I want to reflect on that. God has given me permission to be well. He's given me authority to be well. But it's, what am I doing with that? Knowledge is good, but knowledge without application. That's why I, I, I so love, I love the Lord. Does anybody else just really love the Lord? I just love the Lord. I love meeting with the Lord. I love reading his word throughout the day. There's just something about being in his presence. But I don't want to, I don't read the word of God to have this great knowledge about the word of God. (laughs) I read the word of God because I want to meet with him. I want to know him more. And there's some of you that are stuck in this rut. You think that you know God. You don't. You only know a little bit of him. Two years from now, you're going to know a little bit more if you keep seeking him. Two years from now, you're going to know a little bit more. But none of you in this room truly know the fullness of God. It takes an eternity to learn that. That's why he has so many different names in this book. Because one name doesn't do him justice. There's so many expressions of him that will change our lives. I don't know if this is true of you, but I know this is true of me. When I meet with him and I see who he is, I realize that I'm meant to be like him. And the very expression of what I see in him, it actually becomes an expression of who I'm meant to be. I just love meeting with him. And he has given us permission and authority to be well. Do you like the direction your habits are taking you? Take a sober look. Be honest with yourself. Here, I give you permission to be honest. I give you permission to be honest. Do you like the direction your habits are taking you? Like there's some that are probably like, man, that's awesome. And praise God for that. But maybe there's some others that God's saying, now's the time, son. Now's the time, daughter. Partner with me. What is Jesus saying to you? What's he saying to you right now? He loves you. He's so for you. If you were the only one, he would still do all of what he did. He would have taken on your sin and died for you. I don't know how he would have done it if you were the only one. You would have probably been the one that would have to crucify him. You'd have to drive the nails in him. And our sin did that. Our choices did that. 
What is Jesus saying to you right now? Pastor Adam, could you please come up? I want to close with that thought. What is Jesus saying to you? Jesus, we welcome you. We've had a lot to share today. There's been so many amazing things. I marvel at what you do here and how you meet with us. You're such a good God. In your grace, you meet with us right where we're at. But in your grace, you help us to go from where we are to where we could be. Yes. You, uh, you declare over us, we're not just servants of God. We're not just slaves of the kingdom. No, you've actually, you're redeeming us. You're reconciling us. You're, you're saying you're my son and you're my daughter. You want to speak the secrets of heaven. You want to give us all of the, the ways of the kingdom. Like a father-son, a father-daughter business. You want to share all of that with us. So what are you saying to us right now? We want to hear from you, Lord. Are there habits that we're partnering with today that maybe we just need to make a small correction, a small, smart choice, and we partner with you in that small, smart choice so we do it consistently over time to experience that radical difference. We welcome you, Lord. Speak to us. Speak, O Lord. Your sons and daughters, we're listening. Are there areas that we need to adjust? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for how you forgive us. We are forgiven by your blood. We are forgiven. So the mistakes that we made, the sin that we've made, Lord, we confess it all to you. We give it all to you. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, confess your sins to the Lord. He is faithful and just. He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, we bring all that. We thank you. You've done that work. We receive forgiveness. Now, Lord, speak to us. Like today, this is meant to be what, what is it that we can do today? What are we meant to sow today that we would reap in five years? We welcome you. Give us a prophetic glimpse. Give us a vision of what we could be in five years. Wouldn't that be powerful that we'd have prophetic vision, that we'd have a revelation from you on what five years from now could look like? Oh, that we would be blessed in walking that revelation out with you, to join with you, not you doing all the work, not us doing all the work, but that we would do the work together with you. Come, Lord. Come and move mightily. This is a time for us to rededicate our lives to you. To say, we're all in. And we thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're so good. Thank you for being my Savior, my Lord, my friend. Come fill us up, Holy Spirit. Baptize us anew. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you remember that verse we, the first verse we'd shared? Proverbs 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, 18. Let's read this together. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. I'd like to invite, uh, we've got a few people on ministry team, Jason and Anita, if you'd come up, David and Lynn. Joel, just leave that verse up. Can you leave that verse up? I just want people to see that verse during the ministry time. Uh, Jean, you're, you're here. Uh, uh, oh, there's one more. Joel, right? 
and Jason, David, Lynn. Lynn, why don't you come on up too? Oh, you got to hit the stop thing. Got it. <clears throat> so these teams are here in a unique way. They, are, they have the whole, their whole idea. They've been marinating in the Lord overnight. They want to partner with you in giving you a prophetic word. Like, so this isn't a necessarily ministry time where I need healing necessarily or I need favor with this. These ministry teams have been marinating in God's word, asking the Lord to stir up their spirit that they would give you a word of prophecy for what five years from now could look like. Maybe it's one month from now could look like. Maybe it's tomorrow can look like. But it's a prophetic word for what it could be. And there's people in this room that need a prophetic vision. Every one of us need prophetic vision. Because if we don't have prophetic vision, what happens? We cast off restraint. We get lost in the ways of the world. We get entangled in Satan's snares. But where we have prophetic vision, oh, he doesn't like it when he sees the sons and daughters of God with prophetic vision because he knows that that's a power that he's going to have to reckon with. So I want to challenge you. Maybe move down a little bit. Can you slide down? Joel, Joe's painting. No, yeah, yeah, there we go. And then one of them. Yeah, perfect. All right, all right. So here, here's the challenge. Don't leave without having heard a prophetic word. If you don't have a prophetic vision, today's the day. Get it. That's on you. The opportunity's here. We can't do it for you, but we want to do it with you. Amen? Baptisms today, 2 o'clock, right across the street. Super excited. Uh, baptisms right off the bat, and then family swim afterwards. Now they're really, Rajneesh is really excited to have us come over, too. I called and talked to him this morning. He's like, oh, I was hoping you would call me. I just, I love, so Rajneesh, say Rajneesh. Rajneesh. Rajneesh is the, the, the manager over there. He's such a cool cat. I love him. Uh, uh, he's really excited to have us come over and have baptisms today. So two o'clock, family swim afterwards. Uh, today also, we're really excited. Sarah's stepping into Acts in Action. So really uh, very excited about that. Uh, that'll be after this ministry time. Uh, or if we need to move down to the boardroom, Sarah, I guess maybe we can move down to the boardroom. Whatever that is. She's flexible. I, I've never seen her do the splits, but in the spirit, I bet you she could do the splits. She's flexible. Praise the Lord. Receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, to be gracious to you, that you, the sons and daughters of God, would truly be all that you're meant to be so that you can do all that you're meant to do, that you do that with his peace with his favor, with his abundance. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. Be blessed and be a blessing. Don't leave without a prophetic word. If you don't have prophetic vision, get it. We pray that you received encouragement and impartation as you heard this word today. Connect with us on Facebook and at newday-church.org. Thanks again for listening to this message.